Welcome to the fourth edition of the Stay Hot 10th Region Preview. Tonight I have on Coach Adam Reed of the Bracken County Polar Bears. The Bracken County Polar Bears finished last year with an 8-20 and record, but ended on a very high note with one of the more exciting regional tournament finishes that I've seen in a while. I'm going to get Coach Reed's perspective on that and how uh, a game like that and what positives you can bring from that to build on the season. Also talk to Coach Reed about his upcoming schedule, his team, and what expectations he has. So, Coach Reed, thanks for coming on with me tonight. I know it's late. I appreciate your time, and I'm glad you could stop by. Absolutely, man. How's it going? Doing well. Uh, you know me. You know, we're both basketball junkies, and I knew I couldn't stay out of the game. You know, giving up coaching was a hard decision, but I couldn't just let it go. I had to be involved some way, and this is about the – you know, the easiest way I found to stay involved. Well, that's a good idea. Um, I like what you're doing as far as promoting more 10th region stuff. It's, uh, you know, the, the good thing about the 10th region, we're, we're, we're tight knit. We, we know everybody that's playing. We've been watching them since they was babies. It's, it's just a good way to uh, really promote these kids in, in a good light. And you're right, you know, and I know you'll agree, uh, people that get into coaching just for wins and losses and things like that, you know, get in it for the wrong reason. You know, one thing you do extremely well is promote your players, and uh, and that's what we're all about here is trying to get everybody in the 10th region. But I was just thinking about something. Just think about all the coaches that are in the region now that played or grew up in the 10th region. It's kind of, you know, just a lot of the ones our age that we played against, competed against that are – our head coaches in the region now it's you know like you said it's a tight-knit family and it's truly something special yeah I, I mean even the guy even those other guys over there uh montgomery and clark county we, we kind of know those guys right like i think i played against john bentley when he was at hazard in the class a tournament when i was a senior i think pretty sure he was a senior so there's relationships that you know, it's, it's been around that, you know, it's just coming full circle with all these guys. Um, it, it's, it's just a good, it's a good group of guys. They, you know, I, I come into coaching and those dudes, they all are very passionate. Every guy in this region is so passionate about basketball. And, and what, makes it, passions, but what, makes all special, what makes it special though, is like, you know, and I've talked about this with, um, Coach Wright's last night being a 10th region guy himself. And just, you know, it's amazing that, you know, when the, when the ball's tipped on a night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, you know, we're true competitors between the lines, but it's nothing for any of the coaches to reach out and, you know, congratulate you after a big win, wish you good luck before a big game. So, you know, the coaching network or the fraternity in the 10th is really tight. But I want to start with um, – you know, the region game last year at Mason County, it's a game you've probably replayed in your mind a hundred times. You've probably watched it a thousand other times. When I say it was one of the more exciting high school games I've watched, I truly mean that. And, you know, Campbell County is one of those teams that has the reputation of, you know, no matter what the regular season record is, come March and Coach Eric Russell, who's been described to some coaches as Mr. March, you know, that's a tall task. But you did – and probably had the perfect game plan in order to beat those guys. And I would say your players probably executed it about as good as you could. Um, that game goes into double overtime. Campbell County goes on to lose the finals of the 10th region on a last-second shot. You can't help to think about what could have been if you pull off that game against Campbell. Well, I mean, I, you know me, Patrick. I'm, I'm kind of a – you know, I, I would love to be an optimist, optimistic about this, but cu a couple things. Um, they didn't have Big Boy, uh, the Davies kid, who who I agree is is definitely uh, right there on the on the brink of top ten in our region, if not top ten in our region. Um, and he, it's not he's he's just he's he takes up space. He's really good at at, at moving his body. He reminds me like a Demarcus Cousins who kind of just puts himself in there and grabs rebounds and put backs. So they didn't have him, but they still had the biting kid who, who we felt was the, was the most underrated player in the region last year. Um, they had Aiden, Aiden Hamilton, who is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, and they had the big mean uh, kid in the middle, you know, that, that just. Yeah, Dane Hagee. 
Yeah, that just, just just threw us around and did what he wanted. Our our plan was we we feel like with with Blake and Caden and with the addition of Devontae that game, uh, Devontae Jefferson, we felt that we could control tempo and put our guys in a cha- in a in a good spot to 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 take advantage of of bigger guys out on the perimeter on our guards with them being able to drive and try to facilitate or, or score on their own. So it was a wonderful game. It was a great game. Um, we just couldn't hit a shot down the stretch. You know, Blake slips on that one where he falls down. I've seen it a thousand times. I've watched him. He knocks that down. He's, he's going to knock that shot down. But our, our time's coming. Um, we wasn't We wasn't really – we didn't think that they was going to man us. Uh, they zoned us earlier in the year and beat beat the beat us up. I mean, sixty three to thirty. They had us frustrated. They had guys. Uh, we had guys that was uh, jawing back and forth between teammates. I mean, they had us frustrated. So when they came out and manned us, we was kind of like, well, maybe maybe we maybe we do got a shot here. Maybe we can spread them out. And get to the places and and coaching against a guy like Eric Russell, I'm new to this. You know, this is year three. Uh, I wanted, you know, I haven't been able to coach against Coach Frommeyer yet. I want to coach against him, but you know, Coach Coach Russell, man, I I begged him to play me last year, and we finally got together. And then that regional that regional tournament game was was a special game. It, it gave us some momentum going into next season this summer. We had a wonderful summer, um, and and just being on the same floor with that guy, you know, and, and being in a game where he might be sweating a little bit, and, and and I mean that's that that's that was a that was good for me, good for us. Well, and you know, you could sit there, and I know we as coaches, we kind of uh, analyze every situation, we analyze every play, and. Um, and I know you're not taking anything away from your own guys when you mentioned how Des Davey didn't play. No, he didn't play in that game. But, however, you know, that's just the breaks. You you know, Coach Russell had to play the hand he was dealt, and you had to, you know, that's just the way it goes. And you uh, took advantage of that situation. I really liked your game plan. Um, whenever you have a point guard like Caden who is fearless, I don't think any defender can speed him up. I don't think you can force him to go one direction. He's a savvy point guard who makes good decisions, gets his teammates the ball in position to score, a very unselfish player. And anytime you got a backcourt like Blake and Caden, I think I mentioned in the preview, probably one of the best, if not the best, guard combo in the 10th, you know, you're going to be in a lot of games. I think the basketball's transitioning to a guard-heavy game. And anytime you got guards that are as talented as those two in March, you're always going to have a chance. And um, it was just real impressive to see how, you know, your guys didn't back down. You were clearly undersized. You clearly were the smaller team. And they had, like you said, Hagee's a man. He's a monster in there. Um, But, you know, talk about Nathan Jefferson. You know, I know he played big in that game. He played big for you all year. If you look at Nathan on paper and you see 7.7 rebounds, anybody who doesn't know your team will say, well, they're not going to have any trouble replacing him. But think think about the senior leadership you provided your guys last year and how you're going to miss him this year. Um, you know, what can I say about Nate? Um, that kid takes care of me. Um, he's always there to help me whenever I'm in a pinch with a vehicle or whenever I need a ride or, or anything that I need still to this day, Nate Jefferson's there for me. So I, I don't know if, if like everybody's coach and player relationship is like that, but I have pretty good relationship with my guys and you can't replace Nate, his energy, you know, and, and he, if I had him for one more year, Patrick, he, 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 he was really, really close to always being in the right spot. He was really, really close to, to, to boxing out every trip, to guarding is extremely hard every trip. And one more year of, of that and coaching and, and, and us continuing to beat that into their heads, he would have been, he'd have been super special this year. I mean, he, he was great for us last year. He rebounded, he took charges. He was able to be a, a you know, People said he was hot-headed, but 
he only had one incident with me and it was, you know, it was just passion and we, we, we worked on it and it was, it was great after that. So replacing Nate is it's impossible for us, but, but moving forward, I, I do guys little brother and, you know, I do get to see little glimpses of Nate every uh, day in practice. So, so that's a great thing. Well, and what you just said, um, you know, about player and coach relationships, and that's kind of what I was alluding to early on when I say if you're a coach and you got into basketball to only focus on winning district championships, winning all A championships, winning regional championships, and I honestly think you're in it for the wrong reason. Now, I think if you build those strong player-coach relationships, like you mentioned, I think those championships will come. Um, and, you know, Nathan was – you know, I got to watch a lot of your games on the NFHS, NFHS Network last year or, you know, whatever platform you all used. I watched a lot of it, the prep spin. And, um, you know, one thing about Nate, and he epitomized to me what a very good high school basketball player is. He knew going in night in and night out they probably wasn't going to get 25 points, 12 rebounds. But he did other little things that helps his team win, like you mentioned, grabbing tough rebounds in traffic, you know, you know, getting an offensive rebound put back, just being physical, taking charges. And that's what, you know, it, nowadays I feel like some kids don't feel any value or worth because – they don't see their name in the scorebook getting 25 or the paper's not writing about them scoring 25. And Nathan's one of those kids who he knew he wasn't getting that, but that didn't stop him from doing the little things to help your team win. I mean, we're, we're talking about first-year practices. Eh, they was okay. Second-year practices, you know, we had a meeting with Nate. He was, you know, it's, you know, lone senior that was going to play. You know, I had some guys there, but – you had Nate, and then we just met with him and talked to him and said, listen, man, you've got to try and lead this young group. And if any anything that you do this season, you have got to be positive. If I fall apart, if you fall apart, then our young guys are going to fall apart. And that is a that is a continued thing that, that I continue to work on, um, and I hope this season that everybody will see this, this huge change in – our basketball program when it comes to discipline um, and, you know, just being, being coachable and, and not being, you know, some, someone's, you know, Patrick, you, you've had all kinds of different players. Some players wear their hearts on their sleeve. Some players you can't shake up and rattle. Some players you got to light a fire under their butt to get them to go. And, and that, you know, I just don't want to take their passion away from them, but, this year, things are going to be different. Well, and that's what you just said. Um, I dealt with that a lot with Ross Becker. Uh, Ross is a guy who played extremely hard for me. He did the little things, diving on the floor, taking charges, blocking shots. He was a leader, but he wore his emotions on his sleeve. If he thought he blocked a shot and the referee blew the whistle, sometimes he would react in a way that people in the stands would – um, it would perceive to be negative. You know, it would hurt his team. You know, and I tried to tell all the people that asked me about it is, I know the way you see it and I know how it looks to you, but you don't understand. Ross does one thing or Ross only wants to do one thing and that is to win. And Ross was passionate. And like you said about Nate J, you know, people from the outside may have perceived him to be a hothead, but there's a strong difference between hothead and passion, passion, willing to do those little things to help your team win. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, you know, it's, it goes back. It, it just, this area, right? Like this area, it, it all comes back to, you know, somebody saying that was negative or somebody saying that didn't look good or something. And then, and then people are talking and you get that reputation and, and, you know, that's what we're trying to break. You know, we're trying to break that mold. We're trying to say, Hey, look, this is your reputation. Now this is who you are. So you got some years to change that reputation, you know, to change how people perceive you or look at you on the basketball floor. Don't take that dog out of you. Don't just just let that dog out in your gameplay, not not in your your mannerisms, how you how you look or slapping the ground. You know, just play 
and, and let that dog come out that way. And, and people will fall in love with how hard we play. And that's one thing about you as a coach and your team. You know, I did have the pleasure of getting to coach against you a couple of times before I got out of it. And, you know, the one thing about most of the coaches in the tent, the teams play extremely hard. And, you know, every time you step in the sidelines, you're getting a dogfight. And I think that's what makes it special. But how's practice going so far? I know it's new. I'm sure you haven't got all your football players yet or if any football players play. So touch on that and tell us how it's going so far. Well, I'll be totally honest with you. We've added a new coach uh, to the sideline with us. His name is Jordan Brangers. He comes from uh, the Louisville area. I know him from Dirt Bowl fame. I watched him this year. The kids got game. I know that. Well, well, he has been almost like a saving grace for me. Um, he, he basically says everything that I'm about to say so the kids don't have to listen to me say it. And, and what that's done is allow me to just focus on coaching. You know, if he has to discipline somebody, if he has to correct somebody, if he has to say, hey, that's not going to work. The level that you guys are trying to get to, that, that work ethic there, that attitude, that's not going to work. So what I, where I'm getting at is we have had a string of eight or nine practices to start the year off, and we haven't had a bad one. Every single practice, we are locked in. We are focused. Now, there's only 10 of us in there right now, but we're locked in. We're focused. We're competing at a high level, and we're, we're trying to fine-tune our defense. We're trying to break down every little part of our defense to make sure and, – and, you know, the guys are struggling a little bit with that today – they struggled a little bit with the, you know, I, I seen something the other day from uh, one of the NBA guys. He said, I'm not calling you out. I'm calling you up. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not calling you out, young man. I'm, I'm calling you up. So I, I expect you to be able to take the coaching and be in the right spots, be, be where your team needs you to be. So, and Andrew, so, so we got Jordan Brangers and Andrew King and Andrew's the, the 10th region guy, right? He's the guy who's been here, seen that, uh, seen the Austin Crawford, seen the Brent Box, played against the Chris Loftons. Uh, his brother played with Darius Miller, so he knows what it takes to win, and he won't let go of the small things. Those small things. So so while I'm, we're looking at big picture, Andrew keeps driving home small things. So it's a good round. It's a good round coaching staff. Um, our practices are extremely well. We've had no attitude issues. We are, we're, I mean, we're going to be in shape. Patrick, we only got seven guys on varsity. We better be in shape, you know? So, and, and it's just, it's just been a joy this year. I've, this has been the best year to start so far. Now, game time, adversity hits, bad call. How will they react? We're trying to snap, finish it now. The discipline is so tough. If you cuss, you're running the steps. If you have bad body language, you're running the steps. So if you come in late to practice, you're running the steps. Now, we've lost a lot of kids because of this. We have. We've had guys that just said, you know what? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Well, you know, we have to, I have to build something. I got to build something that means something. So this is where we're at. Well, and I'll be honest with you, you said a lot of great things there. Um, the one thing I truly, you know, love hearing is the accountability. And, you know, I can't speak for every coach in the region. I can only speak for myself. Early on in my coaching career, I thought I was a lot better at holding kids accountable. Then it seemed like as I got a little bit, you know, more longevity – you know, I kind of slacked a little bit and I realized I wasn't doing anybody any favors by that. But, you know, kids are different now. Kids are built different. Kids are raised differently than how we were. Um, some kids can ha handle it and some kids can't. And like you said, the ones who can't handle it have chose to not play, and you know, and that's OK. That's their decision. But um, in all honesty, though, I know it's tough only having seven players on the varsity team, but, you know, when you think about late March and you think about your rotation, 
you know, would you go any more than seven deep anyhow? Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, the thing that concerns me with seven is foul trouble, injuries, things like that. Do you foresee anybody on your JV after maybe, you know, say five, six, seven games that may progress in a way that you feel like you can bring them up, you know, just for an incident to where an injury or, you know, foul trouble happens? I mean, I got I got a couple kids that I really like on the JV, um, and I and I tell you, the, the kid that's you know been been surprisingly good when he plays with that first group is a kid by the name of Ashton Buchanan, who's a freshman. He's about six foot now. He's a guard. He's a two guard, but because we're so depleted in numbers, he has to play the one. So, I mean, he's going against Caden or Blake. Every single day. And, you know, I know it's getting better. I know it's making better because – and I'll tell you something else, PK. What's making us better is – when remember when I said the small things, Andrew and the small things, we're not allowed to touch guys. We got to move our feet, keep our hands out, use our chest. We're not allowed to touch guys. You touch somebody, that's a foul. We cannot get in foul trouble. We have to learn how to play as hard as I want to play but it's smart, so we don't get in foul trouble. So when I say Ashton's ready for the varsity level with the schedule that we're playing, no. Am I saying that, hey, Cade and Blake both get in foul trouble, Devontae gets in foul trouble, can we throw him in there and he be okay? Yes, he'll be okay. But, I mean, we, we're in a situation, like you talked about, seven deep, I mean – we played with seven all summer. The, you know, the, the one the one the one thing that's breaking my heart is Dylan T. Garden has decided not to play. Um he now, has you a talked about him with me. I know this summer you mentioned him to me, and I could tell you how held a special place in your heart this summer. And um I wondered about that when I saw the roster and I saw the picture, but you know, I didn't want to speculate. I didn't know, you know, sometimes kids have jobs, things, other you know, other things step in, but I do know he held a special place in your heart. So it's good to hear you say that. So, yeah, um, he, you know, Patrick, he has a bad ankle injury. Um, and he's trying to, he's trying to, he's telling me that he wants to try to just rehab it so he can play max, max games his senior year. And I get that, but it does, it does hurt us because it takes a shooter off the floor. Um, you know, and he was just, he, he, was, he was a guy that we loved in the program. He, he didn't talk back. He just worked hard. He did what he was supposed to do. So, and losing him hurts us, but our summer was really, really good. We had a great summer. We played against a lot of, lot of good competition. We held our own. Um, we won some big games. We, we had some big performances out of Devontae, Jashad, Austin, Blake, Caden. Peyton Gilvin, they all had big, big games of their own. So we're we're excited. I I don't think that people realize how hard that we're going to play on defense. That's kind of going to be like the one thing that we're we're going to play so hard on defense that if we can if we can learn to stay out of foul trouble, then then we're going to have a chance to win some games. Well, I definitely want to talk about Blake and Caden a little bit. And I know from your standpoint, um, it's hard to discuss Blake and Caden as coach. It's hard to discuss them as dad and separate that. But you've always been good at that. I know from a young age, you've always known what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. I know you've put them through um, a summer. You've always played them against the best competition. You've always played them, you know, against older guys. And, you know, even on the blacktop. You know, they played against older guys their whole life, which have only made them better. So, you know, talk about Blake first. Um, what has he done this summer to improve his game? I've said on record, I've told the Ledger Independent, I've told any coach that's asked, I felt like the last two years, Blake was probably the single hardest individual to guard because as a coach, you can't back off of him because he shoots a three at a very high clip. You can't get up on him because he has great body control. He can get to the free throw line. He can finish with contact. He finishes around the rim with both hands um, very well. Um, so I always felt like as an individual, he was probably the single hardest player in the region to guard. Um, what has he done this summer, do you feel like, that has 
kind of transformed his, his game to the next level? Well, I think I think the the most important thing is he's probably put on about ten to fifteen pounds of muscle. That I think that's going to be the 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 biggest thing. Um, and then I, I think he's I think he's realized that he can be a three level scorer. So I, I think that he's realized that that pull up does work for him, and he's uh, worked on that extremely hard. He continue he continues to use both hands around the rim. We're, we do different drills to get him using different angles, um, and we're trying to make him more efficient to where it's boom, make a move and go, or make a move and get rid of it. Don't play with it. Just one, two, and get somewhere or get to your shot or get rid of it. You know, Patrick, he, he's a big-time scorer. He 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 can score it really fast, um, and the, the his, his rebounding, he can rebound well. He passes it well. You know, if he, if he just – he's leading uh, – Patrick, he's leading. He's telling guys, toes behind the line, hey – Let's run this one out. Let's get us a water break. Let's sprint down the floor. Hey, bring the bar to your chest. Let's go. I mean, he's leading in in the right ways. Now, does he still have some some flaws sometimes? Yes, but for the most part, he's he's almost a 360. And and I think that the the way he's moving right now and the addition of Coach Brangers, that high level one-on-one stuff, the high-level pick-and-roll stuff. I mean, it's working out Saturday morning, working out Saturday evening, getting in the gym at 6 o'clock in the morning. You know, those are the things that, you know, me and you loved it. Me and you loved the game of basketball. And, but eventually our dad couldn't love it for us. We had to go and do it ourselves, right? And that's what he's found. He's found that I've got my license, I can go to the gym. I don't need you. So, hey, go find somebody else's voice to listen to to get you where you're trying to go. So so he's he's been great, man. He's, he's really he really has been great. Well, and I, you know, always try to write down, you know, I've got stuff written down about each each team I plan on talking to and their players and. You know, the one thing I wrote down about Blake is, you know, he is a high volume scorer. He plays he plays the game with an um, absurd level of confidence. He doesn't let a couple missed shots affect his game. He may miss two or three in a row, but then he'll hit the next eight or nine. Um, just confidence. But, you know, the one thing I think I like hearing you say is, you know, and I'm not saying Blake's a perfect high school basketball player. Because as you said, he has flaws. But the one area I love hearing him grow in is his maturity and his leadership. Because I think not only, you know, for himself, but I think he can be a very positive role model for the guys on your team. And I think that brings you to the next level as a team when your best player is also your hardest worker. When your best player is willing to hold the other players accountable. I think that's when you have something special. And I agree with you. I think you're on the brink of something special. I think the community of Brooksville, I think they're going to be happy with what they watch. I think they're going to be uh, satisfied with the level of play. So, um, and I know you as a coach, you know, you played at a high level. Um, Even at the collegiate level, you played at a high level. So, you know what it takes to get there and you'll get them there. Talk about Caden. Um, When I think of Caden, I think of fearless, just a point guard, facilitator, coach on the floor. Tell me about Caden and how he's improved this summer because I know he played on a very, you know, high-level AAU team against high-level talent. Uh, you know, Caden, Caden is, uh, like you said, he's fearless. You know, he, he's and – I, and I tell people all the time, the reason Caden's so good in, in any situation that you put him in is because he plays the same, right? He just plays hard. So there ain't no, there's no, he doesn't have to shoot it from 30 feet to be impressive. He doesn't have to score 30. He just plays the game right. So when you play the game right, anywhere that you find yourself, if it's in Orlando, if it's in Chicago, if it's in Cincinnati, they're going to appreciate good basketball. And he's always going to be able to compete at that level. Caden is kind of where Blake was last year with the maturity. So Year behind, kind of feels like we're picking on him a little bit in practice, but I think he can get. I think he'll get over it, move past it. We're we're begging him to shoot. 
Um, we're begging him to be more offensive minded this year. We're, we're you know, we're, we're telling him, you know, we're stopping. Hey, it, I mean, Jashad made, Jashad made a swing today. Boom, boom. And, and Caden didn't take the shot. Stop, stop the game, blow the whistle. You got to shoot. I, I, you got to shoot right now. It's important that you shoot that shot. So, so with, with Caden, you know, his, his thing is once he can find that, that it ain't even gotta be confidence. It's just, it's, yeah, it's gotta be confidence. It, it don't have to be a level of, Hey, I can come down and jack 30 shots. Just be confident in your game because everything else, every other part of your game is is where it needs to be. The only thing you have, and I mean, I think we shot, I don't know, we shot 1,500 threes, uh, 1,500 free throws, 1,500 pull-ups before we got going in basketball season this year. I just wanted to kind of track their, their stats. I think he shot it like 81% from the free throw line, 60% from the two, and like 50%, 55% from the three. He's capable. He's very capable of being a 17 to 20 point guy every single night. He because he just he just has to go at it, be about it like it's a business, like he's a pro, and, and good things will happen for him. I'm glad to hear you say something because I don't think a lot of young kids, and I'm not talking about the players on your team, I'm talking about young high school kids in general. Um how Caden, you know, when you play the game right, it don't matter where you play, what level you're playing against. If you play it right, you're going to be noticed. You're going to be recognized. Playing it right doesn't mean you have to score 25 a night to be recognized or be noticed. There's been several times last year, and Campbell County is one of them, where I felt like Caden almost dominated a, a high school basketball game. And I don't know how many has scored, but maybe only 10. But the other little things he does by setting his teammates up, you know, I think his defense for his size is phenomenal. He doesn't back down from anybody. Uh, I know a lot of teams try to post him because of his size. You know, the last time I saw Caden, it looks like he's grown a little bit. But Caden's a kid that plays the game the right way. And when you play the game the right way, you're going to be noticed. Talk to me about Devontae Jefferson. I saw Devontae this summer, and I don't know if I've been more impressed with how much a, a kid has improved um, such as Devontae. I mean, I don't know how tall he is or how tall you all measure him at, but he was jumping up, grabbing the rim two-handed. Yeah, you know, but I feel like his did, game's improved. He just had to get his follow-up physical today, and they measured him at like five, nine, three quarters. Um, he's a he's a elite athlete. I mean, puts both hands on the rim. He's a great offensive rebounder. He's a and, I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what Devontae does well. He, he gets to that pull-up. He gets to that pull-up well, and he ain't afraid to cut and finish at the goal. So if you got guys that are cutting and trying to trying to play above the rim, you're gonna be okay. I mean, he had a game where he scored like 35 points against Holmes this summer down there in summer league. I mean, he just literally he was feeling it. Uh Blake Caden shot. Peyton was just finding D. Take your man, get to your game, get to your game, you know, and 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 he was just doing his thing. So, you know, D D also has to grow up a little bit, but we're still so young. So that I mean, I couldn't imagine being the guy when I was a sophomore or a freshman, right? Like being the guy, like, hey, I'm talking to these guys, like, listen, I need you. To be straight A student, I need you to not be putting nothing on social media, be in early, get to bed. I mean, just think if we had that pressure as freshmen and sophomores. D's no different than, than Blake and Caden. He's a sophomore. He had he, I, I'm, I'm on him just like I'm on Blake and Caden. He has to be a leader. We're expecting things out of him. And what you can't do is you can't come in here and have a bad practice. You can't. We can't win. We can't do the things that we're trying to do if Devontae, Austin, Blake, Caden, or Jashad have a bad practice. And 
I mean, I was impressed with all around. I mean, his athleticism, he had a nice mid-range pull-up jump shot. He attacked the basket. Um, he worked his butt off on defense. You know, what you've done for Devontae these last couple of seasons have been remarkable. Talk about Jashad. Jashad's uh, probably one of my favorite kids on an opposing team because no matter where I'm at, what I'm doing, that kid comes up, hey, coach, how you doing? He shakes my hand, good to see you. Probably one of the more polite individuals as a high school kid that I've been around. So talk about Jashad and how his how his game's grown. Jashad's a he's a success story. Um, I mean, when when Jashad first started started playing basketball, he was he was kind of long and lanky, and everybody thought he was going to be seven foot, you know. But we all knew that he was going to stop growing, and he was going to be a guard eventually. And so we put the ball in his hands, tried to make him try to make him as comfortable as possible with the basketball in his hands, have him shooting, um, you know, have him finishing with both hands. And, and uh, he's an A-B student. The teachers love him. The, the principal loves him. The lunch ladies love him. So on the court, he's this, he's this fierce competitor, right, like this running, running down loose balls, taking charges, uh, getting crazy rebounds. And we finally – I think that we finally got him to understand that Draymond, Draymond Green makes money doing that, brother. Draymond Green makes money setting Clay, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry up. He makes money of, of making a good read, passing and cutting and getting a layup dunk. And Jashad can do all of those things. He can dribble it up. He can facilitate. He can rebound. So, so his improvement this year has just been him understanding what he can do for us and what he can do for himself. Because, like, like I said, there's a place. There's a, there's a scholarship out there for a kid who plays 100% every possession. But. You cannot take possessions off. So Josiah can learn not to take a possession off. Be in the right spots all the time. He's going to have a chance. And, you know, it's amazing to hear all the coaches in the region talk about how, you know, you have, in my mind, two stars in Blake and Caden. But you know as well as I do that you're only going to go as far as they lead you, but they can't do it by themselves. Devontae has developed into a very good option. Jashad is another one of those kids who, like you said, you know, Draymond Green doesn't score a whole lot, but he's effective while he's out there. And Steph and Clay don't get the open shots they get without Draymond. Um, talk about Austin Norton. I'm not as familiar with Austin's game. I did get to watch him a little bit last year, you know, when you put him in and got him some varsity minutes and – you know, I don't really remember him playing at the middle school level a whole lot. Um, tell me a little bit about Austin and help me understand what his game is and, you know, how he's going to help you. Well, Coach, he he foregoed his eighth grade season to come up and, and start freshman and JV for us as an eighth grader. He – we put – just like we did with Devontae, we put the basketball in his hand. We said – we said that you're going to dribble – you're gonna, you're gonna handle, you're gonna handle the point guard position, and you're gonna play, you're gonna do everything that we know you need. I mean, Devontae started every JV game his eighth grade year and his freshman year, and we made him run the point. We made Austin's the same way. If Devontae was out of the game, if Devontae was was uh, we needed Devontae to get a break. Austin, you run the point. We had to get these guys familiar with handling the basketball, the way we're trying to play. Now, in saying that, coaches dream, right? 6'2", plays extremely hard. Him and Deshaun play extremely hard. Takes charges. Always in the right spot. Uh, you know, continues to come to the gym every day and work on things that we need him to work on. Corner threes picking pops, you know, all the little things that he needs to do to, to give himself a chance and to give us a chance he's willing to do. So, 
at the end of the day, it's a good mixture of, of youth. Um, it's a good mixture of guys that I've been around my whole life. So that's that's the other thing, right? I had Austin when he was a baby. I had Deshad, Blake, Caden, Devontae when they was babies, you know? And, and now they're grown up. They're able to handle stuff on their own. And I'm excited about I'm, – I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm really, really excited about our matchups. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing GRC. I'm really looking forward to playing Ashland. Those are two games that, you know, they're, they're circled on the calendar. We want to see where they're at. We want to see where our guys are at, you know. so And I was going to say, uh, the one thing I think – if I, if I understand you correctly with Austin is, you know, not playing his eighth grade season at the middle school level, going ahead and play JV and freshman. And this is how I know you get it. This is how I know you understand. And this is probably an area that I was weak in. Um, you knew when he played at the freshman JV level and you kind of handed him the keys and say, here, the ball's going to be in your hands. You're going to make the decisions. You're going to learn to play. You knew there were going to be bumps in the road. You knew there were going to be times that, that he was probably going to be frustrated to no end. But you let him play through those times. And I think that's probably something that's going to just help him this year when he starts getting more and more extended varsity time and being that key contributor. You're going to be able to look back to that freshman or that eighth grade season on freshman JV and think about how – he improved by letting him play through those mishaps or those bumps in the road. Now, trying to keep him positive, trying to keep all of them positive through that was tough. Devontae got frustrated. Austin got frustrated. But they they both have now grown into a, a, a what I would call a basketball player. And that Campbell County game, Devontae, Blake, Caden, Jashad, and Austin played majority of that game. They, they were on the floor together. You know, if Nate got into foul trouble or Garrett got in foul trouble, we, we was okay with those guys on the floor. And Austin took a big three late in the game. Like maybe we was tied up or up one. We get an offensive rebound. We kick it out to Austin. He's in the corner. Now he might have shot an air ball, but damn it, he shot it. We're not hey. mad about it. No, and that's the thing, you know, and I think that's one incident or one area of coaching we're probably very similar in. I, I'll take an open shot missed over a turnover any day. Let it fly, man. You know, and I know you as a player, you being – you probably – you know, I'd always told people if you would have been my point guard in high school, I may have scored 2,500 high school points. Right. You always knew how to hit me. You always knew where to hit me, you know, and I know, you know, that's one thing about Caden and Blake and setting their teammates up. They have that vision. They have, they're able to see the floor. They hit their guys. And I know you'd rather Austin take that shot in that moment and miss it than either turn it over or not shoot it at all. Right. Growth, right? It's yes. about growth. You're right. And, and, and for, and for Austin, him just taking that shot showed me that I put enough confidence in him through our coaching that he's not afraid to take that shot in that big moment. I'm okay with that. Now, these, you know, Austin and, and Blake and Caden, you know, they get frustrated. Shad, D, they get frustrated with themselves. I could care less about the miss. Just clap your hands, get back on defense, get the ball back. We're, you know, basketball is a game of runs. You ain't going to make them all. What's one miss in the second quarter? What's it matter? I, and I agree 100%. And, you know, like you said, you know, it does show growth. And he's only going to get better because of that. Now, um, any other players on your roster you want to talk about? I look through your roster here. Some of these names I'm familiar with. Some of them aren't. I do know from watching you this summer, I thought Grant Free um, was a kid that I'd watched for the first time. It looked like he had a pretty good stroke on him. Looks like he, you know, he could hit the open shot. Um, talk about Grant and anybody else that you feel that may – you know, you may have to rely on this season. Grant, Grant, I mean, he he's had he's had two really really good practices in a row. Um, he's competing. I mean, he is competing for minutes, Patrick. He is fighting for minutes. He wants to play. It's his senior year, and I'm gonna give him that daggone opportunity to play. You come in the gym, you fight. 
you show me that you're willing to guard and defend the way we need you to, you, he's going to play. Um, he's got a sweet stroke that I told him today, come in the gym and let's get it more consistent. You're going to have to make – the big thing this year is what are you sacrificing? What, what are you – what are you going to give up to make sure that we get to where we're trying to go? And the one thing he's got to do is he's got to sacrifice some time to get in the gym and just, just get that shot down to where it's six out of 10 instead of three out of 10 or four out of 10, six out of 10 every game, you know, or every day. And the other one, Patrick is uh, uh, another saving grace, Peyton Gilvin. He is, he's a terror down there. Nobody likes to play against him. He's you know, mean. I think I remember, you know, um, he's like a bull in a china shop, extremely strong, man. I understand why they don't oh. like playing against him. I mean, he's he doesn't like he doesn't like the team he's playing against. I mean, that's old school. That's that's all that's our mentality. He I mean, he don't care nothing about none of them. He don't, he wants Brighton kind of win. And him being really our only senior, J-Dub and Grant, uh, Grant's going to play for us. But Peyton's going to get a lot of minutes because of his toughness. He has a knack for loose balls. He has a knack to rebounding. And all he wants to do is win. And when you got a kid that just wants to win, and, and you know, he did some things this year that we didn't know he could do. Take his man off the bounce. He can guard on the perimeter, though. So when we're defending – if we get caught in a situation, he can guard. He can guard on the perimeter. We don't have to worry about a guy blowing by him. You know, he's he's good enough to defend there. I remember watching a game, I think, and I remember seeing him sacrifice his body to save you a loose ball, which in turn gained you another possession. So, um, you know, I know he's a beast on the football field as well. So um, he just had I, he just had two hundred forty seven yards rushing the other day. Has to be tired thinking, I'm tired thinking about running for 247 yards. It has, Not it only has that, but getting hit while he's doing it. All right, Coach, talk to me. You mentioned it a little bit, your schedule. Um, I've told people since I saw your schedule come out, I feel like for a Class A school, it's a very challenging schedule. Um, one other aspect I feel like as a coach you get and understand is your schedule isn't designed for you to win 25 games. Your schedule is designed for you guys to get better to where you can win the district tournament, um, make a run in the regional tournament. Um, I'm looking through here, and um, it's just – I mean, it's tough. You, you're not shying away from anybody. You mentioned a few um, games you've already got circled on the calendar, but um, you've got Montgomery Campbell, who traditionally on a year-to-year basis are 10th region powers. I see Newport Central Catholic. You're going to GRC. I will tell you, good luck when you go to Ashland. I went there last year, and I've never seen a group of kids shoot the ball the way they shoot on their home floor. So you're definitely going to get um, battle-tested there that's just going to make you better. I feel like it definitely made us better, and I feel like it'll do the same to you. So talk about how you designed this schedule, what thoughts you had in mind when you designed this schedule, and you know, knowing how tough it's going to be. Okay, so – so first things first, I wanted to try to I wanted to try to play everybody in the region, or or at least a couple guys in each district. Um, we can't get right with Calvary Christian. Uh, tried tried the last two years, they'll 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 let me come down there, but they won't come up here for some reason. They might that's, they might not like it. That's the same thing with us, coach. And you know we had that issue too with Calvary. And I and I respect Orlando Donaldson. I think he does a great job with his He's team. Great. But they He's were always great. okay with us coming down there. But they didn't like to return the trip as if it wasn't the same distance both ways. Right, right. But hey, I love Coach O. He's he's the man. Hey, he's, he's good. Great. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so basically, I couldn't. I mean, last year's was a juggernaut, Coach. Madison Central, I mean, it was just game, Dixie Heights, game after game after game, we're in a spot where we're getting beat by 20. Now, I do think it made us better, but 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 we do have to win some as well. Um, I, I, love, I love the Holmes matchup. I'll tell you why I like the Holmes matchup, because 
when we when we face Mason County, when we face Paris, you know, in our region, GRC, we have to be ready to be able to get up and down the floor, guard athletic guys, you know, guard guard try to take care of the ball when they're guarding us 90 feet. So the Holmes addition was was what I, I really needed for setup games for us. Um, Newport Central Catholic, I just wanted to play against a legend, Ryan Don. I mean, to be honest with you, he came up here, so we're going back down there next year. They got a good, they got a good kid, man. He can play. Um, Newport, Coach Snap. I mean, I can't wait to coach against his crazy butt. So talking about, you're talking about a guy that brings toughness, man. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't wait to coach against him. And then I got fro, I got a fro on the on the schedule. You know, we we've been two years. I've been here. We couldn't, we couldn't get it on the same page. But now, now I got Fro on the schedule, so so I get a I get to go and watch him on the sidelines, coach against him. Coach, let me just say something here. I just realized something when I'm looking at your schedule. I got it in front of me here. You know, in five consecutive games, you got Montgomery on the road, Campbell at home, Scott on the road, Augusta at home, Ashland on the road. That's brutal. Hey, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. But after Ashland, after Ashland, we got us a good one. You right. Know, we got, you know what I mean? I, yeah. So, so I tried, but but if if we want to play with Campbell County, if we want to compete with GRC, if we want to if we want to play with these guys, I've got I've got to, we've got to have a level of toughness that, no matter what, we have to come and bring it. Every single night, or or you don't bring it on game three in that stretch, you get beat by twenty, right? You don't bring it on game four, you're tired, you're mentally tired, you're mentally beat up. Game four, you can't you can't focus and lock in. You get beat by twenty. I, we have to figure out a way to sustain that and be competitive in every single ball game that we play in this year. And um, I, I definitely think your squad's made up um, to compete. But, I mean, you know as well as I do, and you mentioned it, yeah, you want to play a tough schedule. Yeah, you want to prepare your guys. But you got to have some games in there you can win as well. Um, but there's going to be a lot of games you go into that I don't know if anybody will give you a chance to win that you will win because of the schedule. I mean, this – and I didn't even mention – you know, South Laurel in the Gateway Holiday Classic. One of my good friends, Jeff Davis, coaches of South Laurel, and uh, he's been one of my good friends for since our Moorhead days, and they always have a competitive physical squad, and you're going to enjoy that Gateway Holiday Classic. I got the opportunity to play in it a couple years ago, and they treat you well there, nice facilities. But um, I, I'm kind of um, – I mean, I'm just kind of – I don't know what to say about the schedule because I t- I've told people I think it is the one of the harder Class A schedules I've seen. But, you know, once again, you see the big picture. You see how it can benefit you. And you're not afraid to battle test your guys mentally and physically. I mean, we, we Patrick, we got to. We, we cannot we, – as, as, as bad as, you know, as a, as a dad, right? As a dad, you want to see your sons do great. You want to see them score 100 points a game, and you want to you see them grab 30 rebounds. You know, the reality of this is all of us in this home, all of us on this team, damn it, we want to win the Class A in the district tournament. We want to win. We want That's what we want to do. We want to win. We want to make a run in the regional tournament. We want to make – win a game in a regional tournament or or maybe win two games in a regional tournament. That's what we want to do. The only way we can do that is if we can compete with those guys. We have to compete. Year one, I said 25 points, 30 points. Year two, I said 20 to 25 points. Year three, I'm saying eight to 12 points. And year four, damn it, we got a chance to knock some big dogs off. And And that's the game plan. I mean, I, I'm, you know, of course, you know, me and you have played a lot of ball against each other in high school and on blacktop. You know, I've grown up around Blake and Caden. I know they're built, you know, for this. I know they're built 
to handle adversity. I know they're built to play against the best and not shy away from that because that's exactly how you were as a competitor. And But what you're doing with those other guys too and getting them ready needs to be commended because um, once again, you know, you have dreams and visions of not just winning games, but winning big games, which leads me to the All-A. Um, I think the All-A is a tournament that's special. As a Class A school, we get very few opportunities to play in big games against schools our size. I think a lot of bigger schools don't realize the importance of the All-A to us. But, you know, this year in the All-A, you do get a chance to host it on your home floor after COVID last year kind of took that away from you. You, know, you now get that opportunity. Um, in the first round, I think you and Augusta are the two best teams in the All-A. Now, I'm not knocking Brossard. I'm not knocking, you know, Robertson, Nicholas, Calvary, St. Pat, or Paris. But I think you two are the heavyweights. I think whoever wins that first-round game is probably the favorite to win the All-A. Um, but it makes that first-round game a little bit tougher when it's a team that's in your county, it's a rival – to people in both communities live for that game. Um, talk about that game. What do you expect that atmosphere to be like? Because that game is slated for a 5 o'clock start. I can see people in both communities taking sick days to get there at 2.30 to line up. Here, here's – okay, I have, I have to beat some guys. You know, I, I filled out some rankings this year, and I had me uh, ninth or 10th. I can't remember because I got to beat – Bishop Rosser. I got to beat Augusta. I got to beat Calvary Christian. Like those guys are in front of me because I have to beat them. Well, see, coach, and I put you, I put you away. What? I was going to say, I put you eighth and I had you as high as sixth. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I was concerned about your depth when I saw your team picture and you talked about that and, you know, things that, you know, but I think you can be as good as six, maybe even crack the top five. I'm very high on your team. I'm very high on the energy they play with. So I understand what you're saying there, but don't shortchange yourself because I think you're better than what you're giving yourself credit for. Well, well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, Patrick, is I got to get some monkeys off my back. I I mean, Jason Henson beat me twice last year. Bishop Brosser beat me last year. Calvary Christian beat me last year, you know, we're gonna be ready. We're gonna be ready to play that all a that all a game. Uh, you know we are. Um, this guy, guy, Coach Brangers, he's a film watching fool. He he is a film watching fool. He'll have every clip broke down from our first game. Um, it's pretty basic what what's going to happen. They're going to zone us, and we're going to have to hit shots and get in the gaps. And I feel like that in, on a bigger court at Bracken County. We can spread them thin, and we and we have a good chance against them. Now, my 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 uh, who is it? Superman and and who? Uh, what's the what's the bad guy's name against Superman? I'm not a comic guy. I was, that sounds good to me, Coach. Hey, Bishop Rosser, right? He they're the, the team that always guarded me the hardest, made it hard on me as a player. They they beat me up as a player. I'm coaching. They beat me two years in a row pretty pretty bad, and I didn't think that we was that bad to get beat that bad. I got to beat those guys. Like, it's time for these guys to grow up and, 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 take, and start knocking these guys off. And we – listen, until we can beat Augusta and Bishop Rossert and Paris and Cavalry Christian and Robertson County, there's no reason to talk about Campbell County – and Scott, and GRC. That has to start this year. We have to beat the Class A schools this year if we want to do what I want to do. And, you know, and you're right, you know, and I, I, I do understand what you're saying there because in order to be a program that's consistently ahead of those guys, you got to knock them off. I get that and understand that, and I think your time's coming. I really do. I really feel like the way you ended last season – is just going to propel you into something special this year. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to watching you play. The one of the good things about me not coaching this year, I don't have to be tied down to any one gym on any given night. Um, I've already got several games circled. I plan on coming over and watching. I can't wait to see your team in action. And, Coach, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Believe me, I really do. We started kind of late. I know you got a family and, and obligations at home, but – I do appreciate you coming on and talking about your team, and I can't wait to watch you play.
Hey, this is great, Patrick. You're doing a great thing, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That was Brighton County Head Coach Adam Reed. I want to thank Coach Reed for coming on the Stay Hot Podcast. I want to thank you guys at home, the listeners. So stay tuned and stay hot.